Peeps, welcome back. Trap Jaw, TC here. I'm not doing any of that ladies and gentlemen stuff. Randy's in the studio with me. We switched seats this week. How Hello, we, TC. How we doing? Great. I'm doing awesome. How are you? How are you today? I am great, man. It's you know Monday. Kind of took the week off from golf last week. Didn't didn't watch a lick of the Honda, mm. and I think I picked a good one to skip. It sounded like sound like a tough scene. Yeah, I was, and nobody could watch the uh, the, the magical Kenya Open until Sunday because nobody was watching the choke points. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, hate that for them, but um, yeah, a lot going on this week. Tours in Austin. We're going to focus on Austin. Uh, lots, wait, it was an embarrassment of, of choices this week, though. Could have, you know, they're back-to-back. We did Kenya last week, back-to-back uh, in Kenya. Corn Ferry Tours in Savannah. LPGA's in Carlsbad. PGA Tours in Austin and the Dominican Republic. How can you be in two places at once, TC? Opposite field events, man. Uh, I will say, I... I I was looking at some stuff down in South Florida last night, mm-hmm. and then I just started. I was just on like a Google Map binge. I had some time to kill. Ninety minutes later, I'm, I'm going. I, I don't know anything about the Dominican Republic. Me neither. So I've never been. I've never really had a big desire to go, um, but I went all the way through the Bahamas and all the way down through the Keys and then over the Bahamas and then to the Dominican Republic. It was it was wild, uh, on Google Maps. Just looking at. What's Golf what's courses. big standout? What's one thing you learned? There's a lot of airports in the Dominican Republic. Huh? There's like four or five like major international airports. Huh? Which is kind of wild. So uh, anyway, should we should we shoot it to Mr. Jeezy? Of course. I didn't know if you were gonna forget or not. No, of course not. Okay. Mr. Jeezy, thank you so much. Mr. Escracias. Uh, Randy, where should we start? Mea culpas? Yeah, let's get him out of the way. What did we mess up last week? Oh, gosh. Um, we never really mess up anything. I, I messed up, uh, not from Kenya specifically. A lot of people are getting in my ass, though, TC, about my college basketball preview pod with uh, Coach Greenberg. People were calling into question Coach Coach Greenberg's bona fides. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, people are saying, do I want to apologize on behalf of the Big Ten for their horrible tournament performance? I Sure, I'll do that. I, You know, I, Ohio State, Purdue losing in the first round was, was V-tough. Iowa, I always thought Iowa was a little fraudulent. Uh, Michigan's good. You know, as as of we're recording, they're, they're going to play tonight, so they could possibly be the, uh, the Big Ten team to survive in advance. But... Um, yeah, disappointing performance. So I will apologize on behalf of Big Ten basketball. I will apologize because that's that's the type of guy I am. Uh, any apologies on behalf of the NCAA? I know they're your yes. People. No, no, I won't apologize. You so made I'm, a 
but I wanted to say you wanted to get in their asses. I, I want to jump on the dog pile, just getting in their ass. Uh, I don't know if people saw. So they originally the the women's tournament is being played in San Antonio. Of course, the men's tournament is being played in Indianapolis. The men's tournament, you know, fabulous like the huge weight facilities, um, all all the weight equipment you could ever need. Big gift bags, bountiful gift bags for each player. And then the women down in San Antonio started posting photos and videos of, of their weight room was literally like a a little triangle rack of like handheld free weights uh, constituted like their weight room. And their swag bag was like half of what the men got. Oh, my God. Just a tough look. So first, well, first of all, Mark Emmert never takes responsibility for anything. Uh, one of his people got out in front and was like, well, there's no room to put the weight room in San Antonio. You know, we're just so limited. We we're going to. Build it up once some teams get eliminated. Um, people are like, no, that's bullshit. Like, what are you talking about? There's tons – like, players were like, there's tons of empty space. Like, that's obviously uh, not the case. And so then, like, a day later, they had these big elaborate uh, weight facilities built out, which only calls back into question, well, like, who's in charge of making sure this this gets done initially? And so it doesn't just get done when there's an outcry and you guys take massive – massive losses on uh, social media. So and and Emmert's just the worst. He's he's the absolute worst. Uh people calling the NCA an amorphous, amoral blob this way. Like I just love it. <laughs> just, people just piling on the NCA and they deserve every bit of it. So oh. that's that's my rant. Okay. All right. Well uh we didn't we didn't quite get uh Kip Kipchoge's name right. That the yeah. marathoner. Yeah. Kenya. I and mean, we'll own that. And uh, yeah, he he started. He was a world champion in the five k at eighteen, and then constant bridesmaid. Then he moved to the marathon in his thirties, and he's only lost once ever in like his first marathon. That's courtesy of at Will Kogel. Uh, and then the shoes are are still legal, I guess. I had no idea. I thought the shoes were illegal. I don't know. It sounds like they need to roll back the they shoes. Like yeah, roll back the shoes. It sounds like they have they have springs on the bottom of them. Ridiculous. Uh, was, I, was the Gobi Desert thing? Did we mess that up last week or the week before? No, that was that was just last week. Uh, I do want to apologize, my guy Steve uh, Camano, CTR Steve on Twitter. Um, he introduced himself as the Gobi Desert to me on 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 Twitter. I honestly, I didn't even know the Gobi Desert was a thing. That hand up in the air it seems like it's been around for a little while. Uh, so I'll I'll certainly apologize. Just had no idea you could get sandstorms in Beijing. I. Just never knew that. So chalk it up till you learn something new every day. How about it? Uh, there was kind of a sandstorm. I was in Austin last week, and there was a sandstorm one of the days there. I don't know if it was pollen and sand, all sorts of shit just blowing in from <laughs> West Texas. Yeah, you, you can never tell, you know, stuff coming in from Lubbock and the yeah. hinterlands yeah. over there. Yeah, my allergies were going nuts that uh, there and here last week. Um, Our good friend the commission used to talk about how he – Storms that would roll into Lubbock. What are those things that that roll over the highways? Like the yeah, what are those things called? Like the tumbleweeds? Tumbleweeds. Yeah, yeah. that's what I just think of when I think of Lubbock. <laughs> just a bunch of tumbleweeds. Oh god! Uh, there was a lady that you sent over. You said we feel you feel like we need to discuss this lady. Um, oh, she's been. Uh, <laughs> she got arrested. Uh, yeah, let me let me let me. Where is that article? Oh. Uh, yeah, she's a stowaway. She just tries to uh, sneak her way onto flights, I guess. 
Mar- shout out Marilyn Hartman. Uh, she's the title of the article in the San Francisco Gate. Uh, the Bay Area's most prolific stowaway arrested for the 22nd time. She uh, she was trying to sneak on a United flight. Um, some of her greatest hits, she's 69 years old. Her first documented trial was in February 2014 when Hartman made it all the way through FSO security and onto a flight to Hawaii, though she was busted when the seat's real occupant got on board. Um, three days later, she tried again, getting stopped at the che- at the security checkpoint. Two days after that, she found she was found at SFO in possession of someone's discarded boarding pass. Uh, two months after that, she made it all the way onto a flight. Uh, she boarded a flight at San Jose and landed at LAX, where she was then apprehended. Um, we got to get this lady on the trap draw. Since then, she's primarily been arrested at Chicago area airport. So it sounds like she's, you know, gosh, she must be. She's got it out for United. I was going to say, United must have a picture of her up in like every team office room. Just like, don't let this person on board. Uh, fly list. So I just wanted to say, shout out Marilyn Hartman. Sounds like she's truly um, doing, doing some cool stuff out there. Uh, I think that was, that was the majority of our mea culpas in housekeeping. Yeah, week, right? well, we got some international events. Do we want to catch people up on? Do we want? I mean, we want to shout out our sponsor before we. Of course, of course. Sponsor. Let's go there. Um, why don't you? Why don't yeah, you wine tell access. Uh, they're letting me pick the wine of the month, so <laughs> I did. I picked. I like Priorat. I picked. I picked a lovely 2017 Priorat from. Of course. I never. I never know how to pronounce this. Ferrer Bobet, I think. Uh, Priorat. If you don't know, it's like I don't know, probably 50 to 60, 50 to 70 percent. Carignan, um, then the remainder is Grenache with a little bit of Syrah in. Um, Grenache, very much a, like grown in southern France and grown a lot in Spain. It's a little bit too lavendery for me. Mm, I was thinking the same thing. Kind of floral, yeah. Uh, but uh, Priorat to me is like the it's like the it's a it's a more cost effective, uh, vivacious version of like Italian Barolo or Barbaresco. Like that's I, what I yeah I get I get a yeah. lot of that. Barbarolo. Bar- Barbarolo. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Maybe, maybe even Barbera, Randy. How about that? Uh, no, but that's – I don't know. It's a good bottle. I've, I've been buying this stuff from Wine Access for probably the last year or so. Um, and, what? yeah, it's our it's our wine of the month. Our, our wine of the month every month. We I, I First we were exploring do they have uh, wineries in Austin, which I – They do, actually. There are some wineries. Um it's not a hot spot at the moment on wine access. And then, you know, we were also thinking, are there any Kenyan wines? That'd be cool. Uh, we, we didn't find any, but, but that's we, not to say there aren't any. Exactly. So we went into your personal, your, your favorite collection, which I think is cool. Exactly. So, yeah, just wanted to, yeah, do 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 cool hood rat shit. Kind what, of. what does it pair well with? Uh, it pairs well with, like, re- like really good with red meat. Uh, charcuterie. I'm a big C plate guy. Of course, of course. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 gonna be like if you like a good, you know, cab or or um, Syrah, you're gonna like this. Maybe a little bit drier than that, but you, you're gonna like this. It's a it's a handsome one. I would say. Folks can find it if you go to wineaccess.com. Uh, just like it sounds, w i n e a c c e s s dot com slash trap draw. All one word. Wine access. Dot com slash trap draw that'll get you 15% off your first three purchases um, so I encourage everybody to do that what I really like about wine access I've I've said this in the past but obviously TC knows knows his stuff I am such a novice 
So it, it lets me explore by region. It lets me lets me explore by you know red, white, sparkling, rosé. So I can kind of search by type, and then it gives me you know hey if you like this maybe you should check out this. Uh, and then when you click into the wine, tons of good information uh, how it should be stored, how it should be served, what it pairs well with. So it it, it gives you a lot of information for somebody like myself that I I desperately need. So. Uh, kudos. I think they have a really good website. Check it out, wineaccess.com. We're going to get a little regional here going forward, I think, into the summer and yeah. as as the golf season heats up across tours around the world. So I, I look forward to kind of picking wines each month that correspond with the location of, of some golf tournaments. Tell you where I've had a lot of good wine from lately, the Canary Islands. Hmm. I think the I think the Euro Tour is going there like two weeks in a row. So. That should be a yeah. yeah we'll have Canary to make Island, that. There's a, some cool shit coming out of there right now. We'll have to make that a pick. So, all right, where should we go for NFL free agency? <laughs> yeah, let's let's go there. You, I know you've had a sharp That's eye on all I care about. I right know I, you're so into I it too. Love it. You, you're talking about uh, who's that? Forty ers defensive end, Kerry Hyder. Yeah, you you're like jonesing for updates on him. I'm super impressed with with how deep you've gotten. Yeah. I, well, it's kind of I don't know, it's wild how many draft picks the Jags have and like what they can do and how much salary cap space and then the first day they they go and sign like you know, a return specialist, um Marvin Jones, Carlos Hyde. I like Marvin Jones. I do like it. and he's good to have in the receiver room. Of good course. veteran presence for a young team. Makes a lot of difficult Carlos catches. Hyde. Actually, uh coming back from Texas uh last week. Um Malcolm, well, Malcolm Brown was on yeah. my flight. Sp- uh, stud. Welcome into town. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I, I like some of the moves they've made on the defensive line. Uh I like the I like the the cornerback play. Uh Griffin. Yeah, Shaq. Yeah. I think he's good player. I do Physical, too. Yeah, yeah. Competitive. He, um, he seems like the type of guy you know. Just you, a rangy athlete. Yeah. Uh, I thought they overpaid for the safety. They got Rayshon, but yeah. Anyway, I just I think the uh, I'm kind of blown away at what the Patriots are doing. Mm-hmm. That that shit's wild. Bill uh, Bill is too. Bill's Bill, my guy. <laughs> Bill's buying groceries. Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> I I can't tell if it's. It's just it's like a desperate play to get talent. I I don't understand what he's doing. Maybe it's also like he feels like all right with the cap. Maybe maybe the cap goes up like crazy next year. So these are kind of good deals. Like yeah, um, but even then, like he's he's paying Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith like George Kittle money, you know. Uh, which I get it. They were unrestricted free agents and all that. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Any, anyway, moral of the story, it's been fun to watch the Bears fumble their way through this. Like, what a moribund organization they are. Uh, Home to the Red Rifle now. Yeah, just a joke. Uh, <laughs> and then, I, you know, Poosh has got me on the Niners. I've been I've been getting deeper and deeper into Shanty the last few years. And Yeah. Well, you were a Shanty fan before that, totally, and Poosh totally. is a massive 49ers fan. Yeah. We always hit them up. Where they, you know, what, what's the latest rumblings at quarterback for the 49ers? It sounds like they're probably just going to draft somebody now. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you got all these lawsuits flying around about your boy Deshaun Watson. Oh my God! Like all There's seriousness. Of them now. What is going on? It's wild. And and for someone who's seen, I mean, if he's a bad guy, he's done a pretty good job of like 
tricking everybody into thinking he's which, a good guy. Which makes him like the sickest of bad guys if he's a bad guy. Yeah. If he's a bad guy. But totally, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, anyway, so yeah, lots of lot, lots of good things happening with with uh, NFL offseason. What's going on with your uh, with your Kings? Are they going to make a move? The Kings suck, but they feel like Bagley just broke his hand. So they're so, so they're not going to deal Harrison Barnes. And, and... I th- I think they should. I think they should deal Barnes. I I've heard the Celtics are like the best landing spot for him potentially. Uh, Celtics or Nuggets maybe. I think the Celtics have like three of him already. Yeah. Long three, four guys. I I desperately want him to get rid of Buddy Heald. I'm so sick of his act. Uh, He's just so inconsistent. Terrible defensive player. They they just have so many weaknesses, holes right now. Um, Their bench is is really bad. So I I hope they're sellers. Um, Any updates on your move? Yeah. Things are... Are you ready? No, not ready. (laughs) I, I think things are settled, though. We're out of here. We're out of here. We're a man of we're a man of my word. Uh, I don't know the best way to break it, but I think I'm just going to post a picture when you get there. When I get there on April first. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, April first. Any concerns people are going to think it's like April Fool's Day? Who could say? Who could say? Huh. I know. We're gonna. And you're driving up there, down there, out there. Allegedly, sometime next week. So you know, you you could easily stop and. Take take a picture in another place. That's exactly right. In route to there and trick people. But I don't I don't want to trick people. TC, that's never been my mo. I've okay. I've never wanted to trick anybody. I, I shoot them straight, and so I think we're just gonna get somewhere, and right. we're gonna post a picture on April first. Okay. Yeah. Um. God, what else we got to go? Over? We got uh, Sister Jean. You guys kind of did college me, basketball. Did me dirty last night. Um, I was not oh, part you, of that you, podcast. <laughs> for the record, I I do not care for for Sister Jean's act. You, you might need to unpack this because I think she's thirsty. She's hundred and one. She's hundred and one. Yeah, she's hundred and one. I totally like turned it off. She was what ninety nine the last time all this shit happened. Oh, that's exact. That's exactly right. Uh, I it's more about the national media than it is about Sister Jean, but like Sister Jean, she's not playing the ball. She's not. You know, I think the players should get the. She takes a lot from the yeah yeah she's she's a magnet. She's like JJ Watt. She's always she always knows where the cameras are. <laughs> yeah, Sister Jean. And I know KVV agrees with me too because he <laughs> texted me today. Nuking in KVV. solidarity. Uh, she was born in San Francisco in 1919. She's 101 years old. Will be 102 this August. Um, how about how about her though? You know, you live long enough to see your favorite basketball team. Start to have some true success. Are you going to live long enough? Sometimes I feel like it's going to. That's exactly what I was just getting ready to say. Sometimes I feel like it's going to take me another sixty years to to maybe see Miami of Ohio do anything in men's basketball. Um, first winning season. That is true. Since forever though, right? Twenty since two thousand nine, I believe. Since uh, was that the was that the sweet or the tournament year? It was two years after that. Uh, the last tournament appearance was two thousand seven. Doug Penno. Mm-hmm. Miami went twelve and eleven this year. <laughs> yeah. Baby steps, though. Baby steps. Yeah. Um. Gosh, what else we got? Um. We, we teased some international news. We, we got the the volcano in in Iceland, which people are in our asses for not attempting to pronounce it. No, I'm not. I don't know. All right, let me let me Google it. Let me see. What's I, I can't even find a name of it. 
Maybe nobody, nobody. Fagrad's uh, 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 shawl. That's my best. That's my best. Best effort. Something like that. Uh, we got that. We got, you know, U.S. sanctioning China. The U.S. sanctioned China today. Yeah, and the European Union did for as what? Well. Uh, the Uyghur Muslim detention mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, they, they labeled it a genocide, which was it's a big step. Um, and then uh, yeah, it was the U.S., Canada, and the EU, I think. Uh, and then what else? Saudi Arabia. There was some news there. Could be a, a peace agreement in the works uh, between them and Yemen, which is uh, all sincerity would be uh, much needed, long overdue. Hopefully that's coming to fruition. Uh, more good news uh, or good news for from where I'm sitting, bad news for you. Leon Black stepped down at Apollo Yeah, uh, Asset Management today. I know he's, he's he's one of your guys in that arena. He's, he's who I look to. Yeah, he's he's been a hero of mine for quite a while. Uh, Hated see him get get uh, wrapped up in all that Epstein stuff. One hundred fifty eight million to <laughs> Epstein from twenty twelve to twenty seventeen. What, like, what are you what are you paying him that much money for, dude? I, Wild. Wild. Unbelievable. I think. I think. I think. Speaking of your boy, uh, I think Wexner just stepped down from something too, or disassociated disassociated himself from something. Speaking of Wexner, can we go back to Urban bitching about free agency not being good business? Yeah, sure. Like, no shit, dude. What I mean, what do you think he's what do you think he's laying groundwork for? Like, oh, you know, I these signings, yeah, they didn't work out, but I didn't get to meet with them. Yeah, or it's like we, we didn't want to sign anybody we couldn't we couldn't meet with, right? And and, and he's you know, he was like, Yeah, I talked to uh Yeah, the get, guy who lives over scoop. in Tampa. Yeah, Lewis Murphy, I think. Yeah. He was like, Yeah, I mean, he's from St. Pete and so is uh Jack, so we're just, you know, trying to get some dirt on him and all that. And it's like, dude, like there there's something called scouting. That's a thing, you know? Uh I don't know. It's just I don't know. It came off a little complaining. Now maybe he's just answering a question he was asked. I get it, but like sure you like it's not like you got blindsided by this. It's not like you didn't know this was the case. It's not like you're the only person or the only team that has to do it this way. Like what what's he what's his deal? Exactly. <laughs> In the words of Jim Harbaugh, what's what's your deal? Hey man, hey, what's your deal? Uh, <laughs> uh lastly, I'm trying going back to the watch the choke points. Sure. I'm trying to get all sorts of stuff in stock for the fall. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're working six months ahead, nine months ahead on certain stuff. It's it's a zoo out there, man. Like even like China, they they can't get people back to factories. They can't. There's no boats going back that way. There's it's it's a it's a disaster right now, Randy. What do you, what do you do in times like these? I don't know. What? I don't know. And everybody's like, well, you should buy stuff that's made in America. Like they don't. Some of this stuff doesn't. Like we we can't make it in America. That that's shit, interesting. That really, shit packed up like twenty thirty years ago. Yeah. There's literally some stuff that's like you no, know, there, there's nothing. There's nothing in yeah. America. Or like the fabric that you would make it in America with is they're still buying it in China and like importing it here and then using that as the base that they're going to do all the yeah. cut and sew here. So I don't know. Crazy crazy times, Randy. Um. All right. So Austin, this week. Austin, you've been to Austin. I've never been to Austin. You've never been? Never been. Wow. I know. High atop my you know cities I got to get to list, but yeah. I've I've never been. Yeah, I like I like Austin a lot. It, you know, it's grown and there's problems. 
you know, between the lack of infrastructure and just a lot of people, it's kind of like Nashville in that regard. A lot of people have moved there Mm -hmm. over the last 10 to 20 years. Um, the skyline's like gotten crazy hell, but it's, it's super dynamic. I mean, the restaurant scene's unbelievable. I was talking to our guest about the, the rooftop pool scene at the, <laughs> the hotels. It's wild, man. That's a thing? Oh, yeah. In Austin? For sure, yeah. Is it is it like – is it Nashville-esque in that way? Like, it's is it like, like if you combine Nashville with like the bachelorette, bachelor party kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of a southern element to it. And then San Diego, a little bit of L.A., and a little bit – and a lot of like San Francisco – Got a hmm. bunch of different shit going on. And then you get 15 miles outside the city and you're in like red-blooded Texas. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. No, I I always like it though. It's it's always a fun place to go. I don't think I could live there, but I think it's a fun fun place to visit. And, and uh, you know, just, it's it's just an interesting place. Did you guys talk sister cities at all? We didn't. I left sif- uh, sister cities for us. Uh do you want me to hit you with a couple? Well, I've got three written down that I thought were oh. interesting. Okay, go for it. I thought Adelaide was interesting. Of course. Adelaide supposed to be world world class city. Uh hit me with one of yours. Lima. Peru. Lima time, baby. Yeah. Lima's actually high on my list I was to go to. I was gonna say I'd love to go to Lima. It's supposed to be excellent food food uh city. Yeah. And then uh Antal- Antalya uh Turkey. Yeah. There were also some friendship cities in there too. Which we got to ask: What's the difference between sister city and a friendship city? That's a great question. I couldn't <laughs> find the answer to that. Uh, it looks like some fluffer friendship city, so yeah. Um, have you ever been to a book people before? Uh, no, I don't know what that is. It's one of their one of their bookstores there. Book people. Book people. Yeah, Whole Foods is also based there. Kind of mm. fitting. Kind of a yuppie, you know. Granola Dell. I know you're a big Dell guy. Of course. Michael. <laughs> Michael. Mike. Is the garage still standing where they started it? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so in all seriousness, who who did we effort? Drew Brees. Your boy just retired. Wanted to talk to him. I hate Drew Brees. Can't stand him. Not a not a fan. You're gonna miss him though. Not really. <laughs> well, I'm gonna miss him now because he's not any good and like, you know. <laughs> It was it was really hard being a Falcons fan when Drew Brees was at his peak. That's true. That's fair. Um, it's it's kind of concerning how many NFL quarterbacks are from that West Austin area. Drew Brees, Nick Foles. Um, who else do you want? Baker Mayfield. Uh, who else? Who else is in that mix? Who could say? I know. I know. There's more. Uh, Sam Sam Ellinger. Is he? Um, are we, is he a pro quarterback? He will be. I don't think he's going to be very good, but okay. he might be like Colt McCoy 2.0, a bigger, sturdier version of Colt McCoy, like a middling backup, right? We'll see. We'll see. Colt McCoy was good. Like, just didn't have the side. Just didn't have any. He also like, had a shitload of, like, weapons around him, though, too. That's true. That's true. But I think I think he was uh, maybe Ellinger. I don't know anything about Sam Ellinger, but I, I think Colt McCoy was the type of guy, you know, good – Good in the in the team room, want him around. I, I listen. I know you're high on Ellinger because all the eyes of Texas stuff. And I'm just saying there are a lot of eyes <laughs> of Texas on Ellinger right now. No, that's ridiculous. We they, I, I, we probably don't need to open that can of worms, <laughs> but 
you know, all these all these UT Longhorn folks need to just understand, like, you guys don't do shit. Your your football team hasn't done shit in a while. Your basketball team sucks, and and you have the most resources of of anybody anywhere. And you guys can't you, you don't do anything. Yeah, but but they have unrealistic expectations. Exactly, and they know they have unrealistic expectations, but they never temper them. But they did put in that huge uh, video board. What do they call it? The Godzilla Tron. The Godzilla Tron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, a good good use of of money there. I I call I didn't realize Stone Cold Steve Austin, either from Austin or lives in Austin. Uh, which is <laughs> <laughs> they named Austin they after named him. the town after exactly. Uh, you know, many many people are saying he's he's uh, he's Stephen C. Austin instead of Stephen F. Austin. <laughs> he's from Victoria. He's originally from Victoria, Texas, but lives in Austin. I believe he lives in Spanish Oaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Nelson. I don't really care for his music, but he seems like a, a fun dude. I, I think he would have been good to talk to. Sierra is from Austin. Russell's wife? Mr. Unlimited's wife? Mrs. Unlimited? Oh, my gosh. Another guy that I don't really care for. You, I was going to say, you love Russ. Uh, I respect Russ's game, but I, I'm not a fan of his, his persona. William Sidney Porter? Do you know who that was? I do not. He didn't get back to us because he's deceased, but he went by the, the pen name O. Henry. Ah, when I was there last week, there was an O. Henry Middle School right next to Muni. There you have it. Lance Armstrong? Yeah. He, he didn't get back to us. Legitimately would have been the GOAT guest. He was on his bike. Yeah, he was, you know, what, what am I on? I'm on my bike eight <laughs> hours a day. What are you on? It's like going back. I was talking to a couple people in Austin about that last week. I I, I don't hate Lance for cheating because I don't even think it was cheating because every single other cyclist was also cheating. I think it was keeping up. It was like the what was required of being a cyclist. It was yeah. just when he like went and destroyed other people's yeah lives, and yeah. reputations, and all that. Yeah, like once the jig's up, you just gotta be like, "Yep, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sorry." You gotta be under so much pressure to keep that lie going. You know, I, I can't good, imagine you're doing good things because you're, you're doing right. some good things, and and I know like it, it. That's probably why you justify some of the really shitty stuff you do to people. Uh, that's yeah. a tough situation. That's that's it's, tough. It's a tough scene. Yeah. Um, Rich Beam, originally from Austin. The Beamer. Yeah. Um, Lady Bird Johnson and Lyndon B. Johnson. I think they're both yeah. deep Austin ties. Farrah Fawcett. She was next on my list. She did. Mm. I couldn't get a hold of her, man. Can it hand up? I didn't realize she died that long ago. She died? Yeah, she, 2009. I would have guessed she was still with us. Hate that. I know. RIP to her. Uh First, like high on my list, Carly Fiorina. I know you're you're a huge fan of her work. Oh God, what? I'm kicking myself. Who? What, what? Tell me what she does. She is the uh, CEO of Hewlett Packard. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. Didn't she make a, a vice presidential run at one point? She, I believe, she did. She was the first woman to lead a Fortune top twenty company. Randy. God, who who did she sign on to be their their VP with? Uh... Uh, she was an advisor to John McCain's 2008 campaign. Uh, she lost the U- U.S. Senate's uh, battle with Barbara Boxer. And then uh, she was the vice pre- presidential running bait of, of your guy, Ted Cruz. That's what it was. Yeah. What a, what a pair. What a, what a pair. Uh, yeah, no thanks, Mrs. Miss Fiorina. I'm, I'm good. Uh, what about – oh, my gosh. I don't know how we didn't lead with this guy. Maybe the goat of all goats. Alberto Gonzalez? No, well, no. 
Alex Jones. I talked with the guests a little bit about Alex Jones. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is he like, do people, what a, what an interesting place for him to live. Do people see him around Austin? He said he's, he said he's, he missed him at, uh, missed him somewhere by a little bit, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, what a nut. Guess who was born in Austin? Never would have guessed in a million years. Um, Jane Austen. Nelly. I thought he was, a, I thought he was St. Louis. I did too. His dad was in the Air Force. Really? Yeah. Moved around a lot. Huh. But born in Austin. Uh, Ethan Hawke is also on my list. I'm a big Ethan Hawke fan. Training Day is like one of my favorite movies. I heard he's doing some weird stuff recently. Really? Just like doing some passion projects. Uh, but I like him too. I think Training Day is a, a very fun movie. Tom Ford, the designer. <laughs> of course. Austin. Of course. Andy Roddick's from Austin. Uh, I'm told Sergio Garcia is, is, from, is from Austin. <laughs> deep, deep Texas roots. Are we in on Andy Roddick? I think I'm in on Roddick. I think I'm in on way in on Roddick post playing career. Yeah, he was kind of a. Like, I was rooted for him. I was wanting to see him succeed, and it was just, it was like he couldn't get out of his own way mentally or something. Yeah, I mean he, he he was a very like smash and and grab type player. I, I think his style going up against Federer and yeah. and some of those guys, it just never looked quite uh, that good. But probably maxed out his talent though, right? Yeah, who could say? Uh, Dakota Johnson, the actress, huh? Born in Austin. Not not an Austinite, but I figured someone who, you know, has some some deep Austin roots. Carl Rove spent a lot of time there. Again, in, as a would, political strategist, would love to Gen- talk to genius him. Genius boy could tell us where some of the bodies are buried. And then, yeah, last I, I had uh, Ben Crenshaw, Gentle Ben, and uh, and Matthew McConaughey. Couldn't mm. none of those people returned our calls. It's some un- of them we didn't even call, but. Some of them. Oh, I can't believe you didn't say Renee Zellweger. I think she just lives there. She's not from there. She was born in Katy. Is that outside Dallas? I'm sure the people will let us know. Uh, and Kendra Scott. She's a big jeweler. Uh, Katy, Texas is outside of Houston, mm. west of Houston. We could have really done another Houston preview. Isn't Austin pretty close God, to that would have been a great flex. <laughs> So yeah, uh, so yeah, none none of these people, or you know what, that. I hate that these people are you know fool us nine hundred times like this. We're just gonna quit efforting some of these people. We're gonna quit shooting for the stars. Uh, before before we get to our guest, David Ruff from uh, Circling Back, Washed Media, um, they've got a full podcast, you know, kind of ecosystem built over there. I'm a big fan. A lot of I know a lot of our listeners are. They've been clamoring for kind of a crossover collab, but yeah. So good discussion with him. Um, he's a he's been there six years, kind of a transplant, but that's kind of fitting for Austin these days. Okay, right? we couldn't have had a native Austinite on because it wouldn't have been very Austin, you know. Exactly. Uh, but before we get there, I wanted to give a shout. I went to a restaurant. Ben and I went to a restaurant the other night called Emmer and Rye. Okay. It was in the uh, rainy street area of Austin. It was the probably the best meal I've had in the last two years. Whoa. Maybe even longer. What type of food? Like American, but very grain-based. They, I don't know. It's like, it sounds rote and corny and cheesy and shit. Very farm-to-table. Oh, my gosh. Love farm-to-table. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it was, I, I was blown away by it. It was like it was a tasting menu, but it was a seventy five dollar taste. Like it was the best value for 
for anywhere I've been for that level, for that quality of food for five or six courses. It was insane. Mm. So just wanted to give them a shout out. There you have it. They and had this carrot dish that was with like blue cheese. It was like eating chicken. It was like on par with like the best chicken wings I've ever had, but it was carrot. Wow. It was wild. Uh, well, if you'll allow me one shout out, one person we also did an effort was Dustin Rhodes, better known as Gold Dust, the professional wrestler. And with that, we will throw it to TC. You had a great conversation with David Ruff. Real quick, before we get to that conversation, I want to thank our other sponsor, DraftKings, our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. 68 teams started the tournament. Only the best have survived to this point. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. I don't have to tell you that, TC. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers daily odds boosts on pro basketball, hockey, golf, so much more. It's safe, secure, reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Right now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TRAPDRAW, one word, TRAPDRAW, when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code TRAPDRAW to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Thank them very much for sponsoring this episode. And now on to our guest. What do you prefer, Dave or David? Um, I actually go by D-Man most of the time. Okay. But um, no, you can call me Dave. Most Dave. people call me Dave. That's kind of my internet name. I was going to say, I've always just known you colloquially as Dave, but I didn't know if there was like a Mike, Michael Vick kind of thing where, you know, you're... You don't mind Mike, but your but your mom hates it when people call you Mike, and she insists it's Michael. That sort of thing. So the only thing I hate is Davy. Davy, okay. I got a lot of Davy Crockett growing up, which is you know you think would be kind of dope, but I just it got old quick. But yeah, Dave is Dave is perfectly fine. Well, so all right, so in natural Austin fashion, I figured I would get someone who currently lives in Austin has lived there for a while, very knowledgeable in the city, but is a transplant, and is that is that relatively normal for Austin? I mean, is that kind of par for the course these days? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think I've been here maybe six and a half years, and I feel like that is that puts me into the uh, <clears throat> almost lifelong Austin guy category compared to most. Um, I know I've got a few friends that have grown up here, like my co-host on uh, Circling Back podcast, Dylan. He's legitimately an Austin lifer, mm-hmm. but – Dude, everybody you meet here has has been here for like two years or less. Yeah, uh, yeah. So going back, you are the um, part of the ecosystem, the washed media ecosystem. Circling back, um, Sunday. I know Will does Sunday scaries. You, you guys have a whole whole ecosystem going. I'm I'm a listener, and I know we've got quite a few kind of a concentric circle of I think the Venn diagram between NLU listeners and washed media is is you know, probably there's, there's probably a, a sizable, uh, chunk in the middle there. So, 
um, kind of a mutual admiration society here, or at least an admiration going going from this way to yours. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's returned. Clamoring for the collab. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There were there was some speculation on who would be the best trap draw guest, and like people are like, oh, it's Dave, and then somebody pointed out, like, no, Dave's Dave's a little too into golf, which is news to me. I mean, we can we can regulate that though. You know, I that's so. yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know with I know with Dylan being a native Austinite, I'm assuming that's what you call someone from Austin. Um, he was probably the natural choice, but we had a bunch of people in the in the DMs that said, you know, they were, they were riding riding hard for the D man. Well, that's huge, man. Um, I will say, but Will would be a great F1 guest if okay. you need it. I know you guys are big, big F1 guys. He's basically. They're trying to get me into it, and I think I'm going to do it. Uh, this this is going to be the year for me. Well, well, let's start there. You guys have the have the F1 race in Austin. Have you ever been to it before? I've not. It's it's pretty sad. Um, it's apparently one of the more fun things you can do. I will say, I've been out there. I saw like a, a Sturgill show out there or something a couple years ago, and it's about 20 minutes out of town. And it's getting an Uber from there is absolute hell. So I can, and that was for a concert, which was limited, right? In capacity. I have no clue how it would be for the actual race, but everybody I know that's been said it's, it's pretty fun. Uh, Well, all right. So, so kind of jumping back to the beginning, what was your first introduction to Austin? You're from Dallas originally. I'm a Dallas guy. Yeah. I was, uh, when I moved here, I was actually working in Lubbock. So I was out in West Texas doing some uh, some law stuff, which was my legitimate gig at the time. And uh, opportunity came up for me to come down here, work with some friends at a, at a now defunct company, Grand X, that owned a number of digital properties that you've probably heard of. Um, and yeah, next thing you know, I'm I'm doing this thing on our own. But when I moved here, Austin was still. I don't know. I had the, the, the picture in my head of like, Oh, it's still kind of cool and weird and you know, all that and not totally like a, a corporate hellscape. Um, and it's, it's not there yet, but it, you can see it's trending that way. I mean, like I'm, I'm in the market, we're trying to buy a, a new home and like, it is, it is hilariously um, expensive what the market is right now. So, I mean, everybody's moving here. The last two years have been super hot. Um, all in all, it's a good town, though. I went to school like 30 minutes south of here at Texas State. You've probably never heard of that school. I have. I have. That's in – is that in San Marco or San Marcos? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just know it because it's just a very very nascent football program, right? It's not great. It's been a struggle. <laughs> are, you a, are you a Texas State fan or do you do – you, you know, does your fandom kind of – transfer to something else when when you've gone to texas state yeah i i am um i don't know if you noticed but we were on like every other we were on national tv like every other game last season and i it it was great because we were competitive but we unfortunately i think we won four games if if that but um my wife went to baylor so I am a I'm married in and I am a t-shirt Baylor guy, which I know is Ugh. pretty hot right now. I hate that. I hate what? that for you though. It's tough, okay. Um, I you know when we when we started dating, things were going really well. You know we were winning Big Twelves, and then and then uh, it just kind of kind of crumbled. Kind of crumbled. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I feel like Art Bryles has to go to he's gotta be going to Liberty here soon. Once once uh Hugh Freeze jumps from Liberty, Bryles is taking his spot. It's only a matter of time. Um all right, so so yeah, so like you know, you're you're a, a new father too, correct? Yeah, seven weeks in. So all right, so where where do you guys live in Austin? Like what what part of town and and looking for a new house in this market in Austin? Like what what is that like? I mean, is it just have you given up on it yet, or is it just you got to move out way out to the suburbs, or you've got to have a tiny little place in the city? Like what is what's the scene so, like? So we're south right now, um, which I I had never really done South Austin until we found a place, and and I really like it. South Austin's I think very underrated. Um, but as far as the market goes, I mean, it's, you know, we get the, we get the emails, the MLS emails and, mm-hmm. and we look in a lot of times we it's, it's, I would say 60% of the time it's kind of laugh at like what's being sent to us. Like, dude, what? <laughs> like this, this can't be serious. Um, but we're, we're making some headway. We were actually about to go look at one that we were going to be really aggressive on. And then my, my son was born, uh, that day six days early. So and that kind of derailed our entire process. But um, I think anybody who's living here and currently looking to buy a house is they can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. What? So uh, yeah, I feel like you'd be a perfect, perfect candidate for like house hunters or uh, you know, one of those shows on HGTV where, you know, it's like, like, Hey, I'm a podcaster. I've got this budget da 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 da, and you know, and half of it's staged anyway. Yeah, and I mean that, it might be tough because I don't disclose my finances publicly, Tron. You probably know that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't but, feel like I feel like all that stuff is bullshit anyway. They're like, yeah, you know what? I'm a uh, she's a homemaker. He 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 does uh, origami and and he's a line cook on the side. And their budget for a house is like two point eight million. Yeah, like I, I lost my ass buying a, a Bryson NFT. <laughs> oh, that's my- yeah, that's breaking news here this afternoon, yeah, right? Awful. Topical on this golf pod. Uh, DJ, uh, I was with him a little bit earlier this afternoon, and he was he was saying NFT it should stand for non flushable turd because essentially <laughs> that's that's how we that's feel about pricing. But um, but yeah, so all right, so golf tournament coming up. We'll we'll get the golf talk out of the way here. Golf tournament uh, this week in Austin, which is why we're doing this episode. Um, what's your experience out at Austin? Uh, Austin Country Club. I don't want to get it confused with Austin Golf Club. And uh, what's the scene out there during a normal tournament week? Norm- okay, normal so, tournament year, I should say. Yeah, it's honestly it's an event that everybody looks forward to. Um, you know, it's a five day deal, right? So we usually go out Thursday and Friday. I find those to be the two best days because um, you can still you can still watch golf, but you can go kind of hard. Um, depending on what your profession is. Like if you, uh, if you belong to the internet, you can kind of, you can, you know, you're granted a little bit of leeway to do that. But, um, and, and, and there's not that much golf on Saturday, Sunday, like, like if, no, it feels like Thursday, I, Friday are probably the days to go. I've never point. actually done a weekend at the Dell match play mainly because it's, there's not that much golf. So you have the, you know, everybody's crowded around a handful of groups, right. A handful of pairings, um, uh, Thursday is the day. Thursday afternoon is the day out there. Um, Friday morning is always very fun, but Friday afternoon is like all the cool bosses, all the cool tech bosses let everybody out early, and that's when they just mob out there. So it's very packed. 
Um, but it's a good scene, man. It's a really good scene. Austin Country Club's a, uh, it's a fun course. I've had the chance to play it once. Uh, Rogue 90. I just had to stunt a little bit. <laughs> Very happy about that. You ever done the boat scene out there? Like, like go to the tournament on a boat? The, the the most awesome thing you can do is talk about doing the boat thing and then never doing it. Cause that is, that is what everybody I know that has ever like talked about getting a boat and, and, you know, checking out that hole. Mm-hmm. Um, they never actually follow through with it. It does look like a lot of fun and it's, it's a highly, uh, if you're following it on TV, it's a very memeable event. Yes. Yeah. Like that, that picture of DJ, you know, kind of walking down, I don't know what hole that is. It's on the, on the, uh, kind of middle of the course and, He's walking there and he's just kind of striding and, and there's the, the boat in the back. And it's like, yeah, that, that's, that's the look of a man who's seen a boat party or two in his day. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel like it would be, God, it would be like the, the, the upgraded version of that air horn that, that the guy did at the John Deere. I don't know. That was probably five, 10 years ago on the pontoon boat. You ever see that? Uh, yeah. I don't really, I don't really care for it. Cause he, what he did to my man's age is just <laughs> unforgivable. Um, God, I don't even want to go there with you. That's, that's, uh, can't even, can't even acknowledge that, that, uh, you're a Zeej guy. Uh, uh, there's a, there's a story there. Our buddy Chad can, can, uh, fill you in on that. We had him on the pod. Like, uh, we had a previous podcast before this called touching base and we had Chad on when he was with Callaway and we were doing master's picks and I just threw, <laughs> I threw out Z to somebody to watch, and, and Chad just like just so taken aback, like what? Yeah, like, yeah of all man, people here before, and so now I'm the Z guy. <laughs> that's a that's a very a very lonely block to be on. I feel like unless you're in Iowa, that dude loves him some Hawkeye football. Yes, he does. Um. All right. So all right, going back to that, it is it a river or a lake? Because I, I feel like people in Austin call it a lake. It, it looks and feels like a river. Right. It is, it is you know, Lake Austin is what they call it. Um, but it is, it is from the Colorado, right? So it's like dammed off. So I think technically that's accurate. I never really, you know, I, you see people argue about it. I don't really care. Um, it's a, it's. It's fun. It's a it's a fun time. It's very scenic. It's very fun. It's it's cool to have that in Texas. Like, when you're driving through, your downtown's on one side, and then here's this body of water. Yeah. On the oh, other. it's great. It's fantastic. It's a uh, you know, like I love the actual body of water. I just I just yeah. hesitate to call it a lake. You know. I I completely understand that. Um, let's see here. All right, so so just going back, like, what's like how often do you do you hear the term old austin from like is there is there a, a residual resentment of what it's becoming and how fast it's growing and that it's losing its soul from people that have been there or is or is that kind of overblown from the outside looking in no that's a thing um you know i know a lot of dudes who are probably classified as old austin and it used to be you know a decade ago they would just they would bitch about like Westlake. So Westlake is, um, you know, the town west of the lake. It's, it's the really, really, really affluent suburb. Um, it's produced a number of uh, quarterbacks that you've heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Foles, Drew Brees, uh, Sam Ellinger. Baker Mayfield's and, from there, right? Who? Is, is Baker Mayfield from there? 
Or is that like Travis. Travis? Okay. A little further west. Um, okay. Noted powerhouse, though. But um, they would always complain about, you know, Westlake. It's like, oh, it's like the new money dudes. And now it, everybody's kind of like banded together, and it's just like all about just ripping Californians who want to come here and, and you know, jack up our, our, our property taxes and whatnot. Yeah. So, so from like, are there, are there, um, it's like from a societal perspective, are, are there ways that, that, that Austinites, that, that people that have been there for say longer than five years kind of express those things? Or is it more of just an eye roll when the hipsters roll by? It's, a, it's an eye roll. And, and like, I don't really, I'm not in those cool high society circles, sadly. Um, but, but I know it's there. Like Austin, it's, it's really crazy. Like I hear stories like my father-in-law, like who's from the Dallas area that, you know, we, we came, we'd go down there in the seventies and eighties and, and he's like, I don't even recognize the place now. And it's like, yeah, because it had the uh, the whole, you know, the Keep Austin Weird vibe was like the the cliche thing back in the day. And now it's just now it's just a completely different place. Um, but I don't know. I, I find that some of the most pleasant people I meet here are like transplants from Chicago, for yeah. example. Like like our like our video guy Randy for who's who's sitting in here listening to this. Like it's people people move here because it's a great city for for postgrads. It's a good place if you're single in your mid twenties. Um, it's a hot town, man. Yeah, people are yeah. just hot here. I lo- I love visiting. Like I was I was there last week. I've tried to get there, God, once or twice a year. Um, it's just it was a- great hanging out with you, Bobby. Oh, way. for sure, dude. Well, you know, it was it was St. Patrick's Day. I didn't, you know, I totally didn't factor that in when I planned the trip, and <laughs> I was it was, uh, but like just from a restaurant and bar and i mean shit the whole like rooftop swimming pool scene downtown major player (laughs) like walk walk me through that that was you know we were downtown at one of the hotels and didn't even factor in and then i was like holy shit i'm coming back here in in the next couple months i'm gonna bring my wife back and we're just gonna sit on top of one of these hotel swimming pools and and people watch for the you know for, for for a long weekend yeah, that's a that's a big player here. Um, I will say that it kind of loses its appeal, like when you know the July heat rolls around. Mm-hmm. And it's you know one oh five out, and you're up there on the on the rooftop. But um, yeah, dude, it's it's changed so much. It, it's crazy to see that. Um, I wish, man. I like I, I'm clamoring for the days of when I get to go out and like meet somebody out and about. But you know, I've got the got the seven week old at home. Yeah. So it's probably best that we didn't link last week, honestly, but yeah, man, it's, it's a total scene. A lot of, inst- a lot of very grammable spots in town, as you probably noticed. Yeah. What's the, uh, like power rank, the, the, you know, rooftop scenes for me? Like, is it, is it, uh, the W or the Fairmont or, you know, like what's uh, the, what's the pecking order there? I don't know specific to the rooftop scenes, but I know the Fairmont's a great one. Um, the Van Zant, Yeah, down in uh, Rainy uh, Street there. That's the Rainy one. So Rainy's the area that's absolutely exploded in the last 12 years or so. Um, and I know, I know they've got a very cool pool scene um, that I'm a little bit familiar with. If you want like a maybe a slightly um, less edgy one, but, you know, a little bit more, I don't know, for the 30 and up crowd, the um, – 
South Congress Hotel um, has a fantastic, ha- fantastic bar, but also a really fantastic pool. Okay. Yeah. I was, uh, I was actually looking at staying there last week, but they didn't, I, was, I needed a double bedded room. They don't have double bedded rooms there. It's just, you know, just king beds, which I get it. It's, it, you know, not a, not a business traveler destination. No, it's kind of a boutique yeah. type place. Yeah. But it's in a great location. I, I highly recommend that. Everybody knows about South Congress, but it, it's everybody talks about it for a reason. A lot of good good places to eat down there. Yeah, I my I always go to Perlis. I know it's overpriced. I know it's kind of a scene, but just like sitting under those big those big ass trees there, eating just stuffing your face with oysters. That's always on my to do list when I go to Austin. Perlis does a crawfish boil um, every year, and it's one of the most fun events that you can do in Austin. Just right out there, they get the the Zydeco band out there. And it's, it's the crawfish. They do it right. It's really well done, um, which isn't a surprise. It's like a top tier restaurant, but yeah, Pearl is an absolute scene. I love that spot. Restaurant wise. What's uh, what are you, I mean, I know I, you're probably not, not deep in it due to COVID newborn and all that stuff, but what's like historically for you since you've been there, what are your, what are your go-to spots? Um, so the one that we're kind of known for frequenting is uh, Matt's El Rancho which food wise it's it's good it's adequate tex-mex but atmosphere you really can't beat it during the uh, in in normal times when you're you know come Dell match play week you go there you're going to run into dj and paulina you're going to run into like people there just like you know eating just a, a delicious hot plate of sizzling fajitas that everybody's staring at when they're walking them out like you're breaking your neck trying to see what those fajitas look like um, that's, that's a good spot. Um, I'm also a big fan of a place called June's very low key kind of diner vibe. They've got a really good chicken sandwich, fantastic hamburger too. But, okay. um, yeah, man, there's a lot of places, but we, we actually brought the kid for the first time out to Matzel Rancho. And it's, it's one of those places that's so loud that it does, you know, just kind of the ambient no- noise. It's kind like of drain. a good thing, right? Yeah. It's like, it just, they totally blend right in, even if they're screaming or crying or like nothing. and i was i was super uh super anxious to bring him anywhere because i was like i'm gonna be that guy who can't get his kid to stop <laughs> crying i'm gonna have to walk out of the restaurant but it was he slept the whole time as everybody told us he would mm-hmm. so it worked out pretty well awesome yeah we, we ate i'm trying to think where uh we went to loro the first night which was awesome as well have you eaten there is that the is that the fusion barbecue? Yeah, which I kind of rolled my eyes at. If you know, like, oh shit, like Asian, you know, Asian barbecue, like, and it was it like knocked my socks off. It was fantastic. No, it, it's very good. So, and then yeah, the, there's a oh, there's a Vietnamese place. Is it Elizabeth Street? Elizabeth Street's really good. That place is awesome. Yeah, right. Was that? Um, I'm trying to think what what road that is, but. Um, yeah, I love that that whole area, kind of south of the river. There's is fantastic. One uh, of my favorite spots yeah. downtown is uh, it's called Wu Chow. Highly recommend Wu Chow. Okay, uh, that's a really fun place if you're looking for like a an, an upbeat night. Um, just good atmosphere and just fantastic like gourmet Asian food. When you first moved to Austin, were were you were you a uh, a frequenter of of Sixth Street or was that was that even past your your Dude, that was. <laughs> that was past me, man. Like, so I got here and like, and I was like, what, 29, 30 yeah. or something. And like, like dirty six was 
that was only for rare occasions when like somebody got a wild hair and was like, all right, dude, let's just let's go send it. it. Yeah. Yeah. For, or somebody got married at like, so you have like the Stephen F. Austin hotel downtown or the, or the Driscoll. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I've been to a number of every, every time one of my friends gets married there, it always ends with like just a, just a mob of like dude and dudes and tuxedos going to, you know, uh, you name it, bar, the, the dizzy rooster or whatever is still down there. Um, but West sixth is more, that's more of like your late twenties, thirties kind of, uh, established bar scene. Yeah. Real, real, real places. Not, not just, you know, pop up at 11 PM and, and forget about things the next the next morning kind of thing right yeah you're not gonna find a lot of, a lot of like two dollar you call it exactly at, yeah at those places but there's still i mean it's it's quite a bit of activity down there what uh all right talk to me about food trucks because i always i kind of struggle where i feel like i love the concept of food trucks and i've had some great great meals from food trucks but i also feel like i've had some really shitty meals from food trucks where sure. you, you know there there's not as high of a barrier to entry um they're all over the place but like it, you, you know you kind of got to know the local lay of the land and have some 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 local knowledge um what's what's kind of your your recipe your go to as far as food trucks go uh i actually man in south austin i do food trucks quite frequently um my favorite breakfast tacos are from food trucks um a place around the corner from us. It's just a tiny little truck called Alma's and it's a go-to it's right next to a Shipley's donuts. Okay. And parking lots always swamp with people who for whatever reason are clamoring for Shipley's. And I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm a big fan of the breakfast taco from the food truck, but it can be dicey. You've got to, you got to do your homework before you go in. Um, but there's some really good ones. Austin has embraced the food truck as you might be aware. And there's some that I think that that make the leap right from from food truck to you know brick and mortar restaurant, and then there's some that are kind of like like the odd duck I think used to be a food truck, right? Did it? I you know I I know the restaurant down there. It's everybody loves it. Everybody raves about it. I've never actually been in there, but that would make sense. Yeah, I've gotten brunch there a couple of times, and I think they started as a food truck, but like like you know, or like there's that donut place. Is it Gordo's? But they're mm-hmm. and they're still a food truck, right? Yes. And I, right. Yeah. yeah, I feel like some of the food trucks, it's just easy to kind of jump the shark where it's like you hear the hype and then a new one pops up, you know, and, and is, is, is kind of floating around out there. So, um, yeah, it's, they're just kind of, they're not intimidating, but it's it just seems like a lot to keep track of if you're coming in for a weekend or, or you know, not a resident of the area. Yeah. And if you're down on like, if you're down on rainy on a weekend, you know, they've got like a whole park carved out mm-hmm. with food trucks and you have options. Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong with one, probably the most notorious is I think, I guess technically started as a food truck was via three, one, three, the pizza spots, the Detroit style pizza um, that they've got a location down on rainy, but then they've got a, they've got a brick and mortar in like Oak Hill, West Austin, um, which we frequent quite a bit, but highly recommend that. All right. Talk to me about barbecue. Okay. Is, is it, uh, is, I mean, I know this people get hot and bothered and this is, this is kind of a, kind of an emotional topic. It seems like for Texans at large, what's your, yeah, I what, mean, like, I mean, look at us, we've got our, our, 
our power grid that's just perfect and we've got our barbecue that's perfect everything about us dude um no i i am a fan let me be clear i've never done franklin's um and i know that people will immediately write me off but i just take everybody's word for it i've had very very high quality barbecue but i'm just not going to do the line i'm not going to stand in line for four hours for barbecue when there's really really good barbecue that I can just go pick up at and not have to wait. So on the east side, my favorite spot's La Barbecue. Highly recommend it. Uh, I showed up there the other day. They ran out of pulled pork. So the guy just gave me like an entire rack of ribs to make up for it. So oh, I've been yeah. eating ribs for like three days straight. So that's why, uh, thank God there's no video. My face is just swollen and bloated. Um, the pork ribs are fantastic. Uh, and then south, my favorite spot is called Valentina's. It's Tex-Mex barbecue. I believe they, they, they fancy themselves a, a mesquite smoke barbecue with a Tex-Mex twist. And, uh, it's, fusion it's barbecue, but not, uh, I, I said fusion barbecue, but I guess but good. it is, but it, yeah. dude, it's fusing two of my favorite things, barbecue and Mexican food. And, you know, you, you got your brisket tacos and then among many other things, the breakfast tacos are fantastic, like really good spot. Everybody talks about Franklin's, like you said, and if you, if you have a chance to eat it, get it, like yeah. do it. Yeah. It's top notch, but, um, kind of an underrated spot is Terry Black's. I was, I, that was the next thing on my list was, was asking you about that. Cause I've had a few people say, Hey, Terry Black's, you know, best bang for your buck and, you know, easy to get into good locations. Yes, ab- absolutely. Um, parking there can be a little dicey during lunchtime, but you know, if you're just in town and you want to take an Uber somewhere. Uh, highly recommend Terry Black's. It's a good spot. Very, very quality ribs there. What about Micklethwaite? Uh, okay. So, you know, where I had them the, for the first time was actually at the Dell match play. They were one of the, um, I don't know, brand partners that they were letting, you know, they were one of the food options there. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I, I specifically remember the sausage being pretty good. It's not, it's not in my rotation, but I, I've got good things to say about it. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Let's talk. Um, God, there's so there's like, all right. So as a Texan, it always fascinates me. Like, do you have to take Texas history in, in school growing up? Yeah. Shout out Mr. Browning. What, like what age do you take that at? And, and what, you know, what do you remember from, from Texas history class? Um, honestly, what I do remember is, I was, I was forced to read a couple passages out of the textbook and the word, uh, Colonel was in there and I read it as the word Colonel, which is how you pronounce it. And he stopped me and said, you're the first person to pronounce that correctly today. And I was just like, and it was like a high point. That was when I peaked in life. I was like, thank you, Mr. Browning. Very nice. What year was this? What, what, how far seventh along grade. in your education? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Okay. And is that, is that the, is that the, uh, the de facto, year to take texas history you're like statewide i believe so sixth or seventh grade across the board is kind of it, that used to be the mandate i don't i don't know what they're doing now but um all right it's good. yeah because just read like like the stephen f austin stuff and then neil's reading this book right now it's about the the comanche indians mm-hmm. and um just the, like basically how big of badasses they were um and, and, you know, during all the, you know, during when, when Texas was getting settled and, and, you know, even amongst the other tribes as well, it was crazy, but yeah, it just seems like it, 
like, you know, sometimes it feels like I'm going to a different country down there where it's like people are, you see the Texas flag just as or more often than you see the, the American flag, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of state pride. Um, it's kind of, it's become kind of a bit now. Um, but it's very real. Um, there is a lot of really cool history. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of that history is taught in school, but yeah, that, I, that book that Neil's reading, I don't remember the name, but I, I don't know if Neil's Neil, Neil is a, a Joe Rogan guy, but I know Rogan was recommending a, a book on the Comanche Indians recently. It so is. Yeah, actually I think so his buddy, it's called empire of the summer moon, his buddy who I think is a Rogan listener recommended it to him, but hell yeah. Speaking of, speaking of Austinites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as like, you know, shit, I feel like there's so many notable people. I hesitate to call them famous just cause it's like, you know, people that are, that are noteworthy for doing, doing something cool or doing something, you know, interesting versus just being fam- like versus like the Kardashians. They were just famous to be famous. Right. Um, but I feel like there's a bunch of noteworthy people that live in Austin. Like who's, Who's somebody that you've you've seen around a bit, or that you like? I mean, you ever run into like Lance Armstrong or Rogan or shit on the other end of the spectrum, Alex Jones? Like, like what's the dude? Uh, I missed Alex Jones at Matzo Rancho um, like a year or two ago, which still to this day, like I I I I just wanted to see the man in person, just because he's such a a mythical creature around here, um, a pariah, but a mythical creature. Nonetheless. Um, I have not had a Rogan run in yet. Um, he, you know, I guess he moved here mid pandemic, right? So we weren't getting out too much. Um, Dylan actually was at Zilker park yesterday and saw, uh, miles Garrett out there okay. with his girlfriend who I presume is his girlfriend and her little dog. And he said their dogs played, but he didn't, he didn't beat him down for like a photo or anything. But that's a that's a pretty cool sighting. Um, yeah. I did see. I believe I saw. So our office is in Westlake, off of uh, Highway 360. It's very hilly. A lot of people like to bike out here. I swear to God, I saw Vince Young on a uh, on a cycle in full like cycling gear. And I mean, you know, he's a he's a large man. Yeah, uh, that was cool. And he's but, still a fundraiser for the university, right? He's he's back working for UT. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know if you have you checked out Vince Young Steakhouse. It yet? was right around the corner from our hotel. It's uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't ascribe Vince Young to quality meats, but I you know I could have been wrong there. I know uh, I know he blew through a lot of money, so maybe steaks was one of the one of the ways that he was doing that. I think he just licensed his uh, his yeah. uh, IP to them for that his uh, publicity rights, but. Um, that place is actually really good. The one time I ate there, uh, we were watching, we were in a private room and and they put on the, uh, the Rose bowl, the national championship game. I was like, this is just like, this is such a character of itself. Like we're sitting here eating steak at the Vince Young steakhouse, watching uh, Texas USC 2005 on DVD. That's yeah. That's a, that's a very specific snapshot in time. You know, I don't know how that place is doing these days because it, it's <laughs> tough because they're right around the corner from a PF Chang's. So you got to think that Chang's is siphoning off their business. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a, a cannibalistic uh, neighborhood there. Um, as far as, yeah. Um, go like sticking with UT, like what's the, 
Do you go to UT games? Have you, have you, are you intrigued by them? Coach Sark? And it, like, it kind of feels like a, a fan base, a little bit like Georgia in a sense, where they've got, they've got these crazy unrealistic expectations. And, and I, and it's almost like they, they realize that there's, that they're wholly unrealistic expectations, but they, they, they don't care and they just stick with those. Yeah, that's, that's very fair. Um, I've, I've gone to a number of games. The tailgate scene was not great, but they got uh, the AD from uh, TCU, Del Conte, and he's kind of taken that and been like, all right, we're going to make this like a cool tailgate. So now they're doing like, they're booking like third eye blind or something that go to play the tailgates and you know, the they're, doing shows. they're bringing in some acts that people know, but are like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, the games they're they're fun. Um, you know, you just kind of have to pick your spots cause you could be standing out there in like early September and like 110 degrees and just dying. Um, but yeah, we, I've caught a few games. The, the Texas fan base is a lot like uh, the Cowboy fan base. Like, almost to the point where like they're self-aware and it's kind of a bit like, yeah, you know, it's like, sure. We went eight and eight for like three years in a row. But like, I think like we're just like a draft pick away from taking this thing all the way. Yeah. Um, but like Texas, it's funny cause Texas fans, a lot of Texas fans are cowboy fans too. Um, so it's basically the same person. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really funny. So when they got bounced in the tournament, the, everybody was just like, yeah, this, this sucks, but nobody in Austin cares about basketball anyway, which is shocking and sad because of like the names that have gone through the university of Texas in the last 20 years. There's, I mean, you have some really big names and like you go to a game at the Irwin center and it's not crowded at all. It seems like a really shitty arena too. It's not great. Yeah. Very average. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Randy, Randy's always shitting on Shaka smart. And then uh, who was the guy before Rick, Rick Barnes? Big Barnes, he's at Tennessee now. And like he did more, he did less with more than anybody in the country. You know, <laughs> he had one Final Four appearance. Shaka never won a tournament game. Uh, I, I'm talking in past tense because I assume he won't be around. But I think uh, they announced I, they're bringing him back. I think they might. Okay, the only thing I can think of is that maybe like because of the Herman buyout, <laughs> like they they just don't have the funds. I don't know, but like I mean, yeah, they got him for another year. He seems like a good dude. He recruits very well. Yeah. It's just, uh, it doesn't translate. Um, all right. Talking about kind of the, the technology fuck boys for lack of a better word. Is there, is there like a kind of a pecking order in town of, you know, between Google and I don't even know, like, I'm sure I think all of the tech companies have, have large operations in Austin. Is there, is there kind of a, you know, a little bit like wall street where there's, there's kind of a, you know, pecking order on Wall Street is there kind of a pecking order or a, a certain area of town that 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 they all just live, work, play in? Is it is it just that that kind of area just just north of the river in downtown? And yeah, they're, they're kind I of mean, isolated to that. You got you've got your Facebook, you've got Google, you got I think Oracle, um, all the big dogs. But somebody could correct me because I am old and washed, but. Um, I feel like West sixth is just like the spot for like when they're going out and they're doing it like West six is the area. And that's the, that's the area that I tend to frequent. Although I feel increasingly older and like too old to be there. Like there's now bars that I walk into there and I'm like, yep, shouldn't be here. Yeah. And uh, that's very sad. Cause it's bar, the bars that I used to love like two years ago. 
But um, yeah, the tech, the tech scene here is interesting. I, I, I know, I know a lot of, there's a lot of co-mingling. A lot of people just kind of go back and forth from Facebook to Google. And I feel like they're very competitive, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think West six is, is the spot. If you want some good uh, people watching, that's, that's a good one. Uh, from a suburbs perspective, would you rather go South or North? Ooh, does it have, okay. Cause like, um, cause, cause North is like what, like round rock and then round South rock, is, art. yeah. Um, South is like Kyle Buda. And then you go a little bit further, San Marcos, which isn't, you know, it's 30 minutes South. Um, honestly, I would say South. Okay. North, North is like anybody who's done like the Austin to Dallas drive on 35 knows like there's a spot between like uh, Georgetown and temple like Belton, that area. That's just a nightmare. And like, half the people on the roads there, I believe are just like trying to get around traffic. So they're in a bad mood and they're looking down at their ways app mm-hmm. and it's just not a fun scene. Um, so I would definitely go South 35 just seems like it sucks. Like no matter what time of day, no matter. I try to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. I, I will, I will add five minutes to my trip if it means going a little bit further just to avoid it. Cause you never know. There's so many things that could go wrong on that highway. That's the thing about so and, and it seems like Austin's grown substantially north to south, right? It doesn't seem like there's quite as much east to west. Yeah, so you're starting to see like a lot of growth west. Um, you know, Dripping Springs is a is a, a really cool area. Um, you know, Spicewood, mm-hmm. um, all the way out to like Lakeway where Baker Mayfield, Lake Travis High School is that whole area out there, which is great. It's just it's, you know, 25 minutes from town and they're like, you know, you move to Austin cause you want to be close to all the, all the cool stuff and close to the water. But like, you know, you don't really want to have a 25 minute drive to and from town. Yeah. Um, MLS team. You ever go to any MLS games? Well, they see they have, they're just, they're brand new. They're bra- okay. So they just started and I guess they haven't had fans yet. Have they? I mean, they're, they're hyping it up, man. They got McConaughey on board. He's, uh, he is like uh, one of the faces of the franchise, I guess. But um, yeah, man, I I'm not going to pretend I'm uh, I'm into the football, but if if it gives me something to do, I'll check it out. Um, I've heard I I think the city's going to get behind it. I mean, it's either that or be sad about Texas sports, right? So I think I think it's going to work out pretty well for us. It just see I'm just kind of predisposed to not liking them because that owner was trying to steal the the team from Columbus, right? The yeah. crew it seemed like kind yeah. of a scummy move. It did. It, it had all the uh, markings of like the, uh, the Aubrey McClendon um, supersonics. Yeah. Move to uh, Oklahoma city, that whole deal. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Don't even get Randy started on uh, Aubrey McClendon. Um, yeah. And like red McCombs, didn't he ho- uh, own the, the Vikings? For a while, and they were like he was trying to hold the Vikings over Minneapolis, St. Paul's head, to, because he was going to try to move them to Saint San Antonio. Oh, really? I, I see. So. I didn't even know that. That's I could be totally making that up, but I that, there's no way Jerry would let that happen because San Antonio is such a huge fan base for the Cowboys. Like Jerry's not Jerry will not let another team move to Texas. What's your uh, What's your feeling on 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 the Cowboys? You like where they're headed? Are you a Dak fan? 
You know, I'm glad you asked, Tron. I, I am, and I, I've seen some of your comments recently, and I, I feel like you're a little, you're, you're not giving him the credit he deserves. Um, I know you're, uh, you're an SEC guy, right? I am. I, I thought Dak was a fantastic quarterback in college. I thought he did great things at Mississippi State. I thought, I just don't think he's a, you know, a top six or seven quarterback in the NFL. I think he might. I, I might agree with you there, but I, I think he's definitely top ten. Um, Look, they they botched the whole situation, right? By by paying Zeke. Yeah, uh, honestly, Zeke, you could Zeke's a legitimately guy. bad guy. I mean, bad human, you know. And yeah, I mean, he's had a, he had a number of issues, and honestly, like he doesn't. If you if you paid any attention to the team last season, like it, he wasn't good. He got fat. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm with yeah. you there. I, yeah, I just think with like Dak had every reason to be successful between I know the I, I know the O-line was banged up last year but prior to that like great O-line, great running game, baller ass wide receivers. You know, I don't know. That was just kind of my thought is like, yeah, he's in a great situation too, you know. Sure. Shitty sure. defense has to score a lot of points to, to uh keep up. Well, they um before he got hurt, like he was putting up crazy numbers, like MVP style numbers. Yeah. Um but the defense, I mean, I think they still would have lost eight games, even with Dak, because the defense is just an absolute disgrace. Um, and I don't I don't know what they're going to do. They, they they got the dude from the, the Falcons. Yeah, they Dan just, Quinn. He's, uh, uh, God, well, yeah. He, have, safety, they just. Uh, Keanu oh, Neal. Yeah. They, they, got, they got Keanu Neal. He can't stay healthy. Good player, but can't stay healthy. Yeah. It's not a good scene. I'm just happy. I'm honestly just rooting for Dak. I'm glad he got paid because he's, by every account, like a really good dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm happy for him. But yeah, dude, it's it's a miserable existence being a Cowboy <laughs> fan. It's it's a bit. I'm, I'm a Cowboy fan, and it's just a complete bit now. It's just, it's all I've got. Um. All right. Well, we won't get into the Mavs because that's a whole other ball game, and I'd, I'd rather have Randy on the. On the Is line, that talk about that. No, it's not. He's 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 getting ready to move. Um, we're not gonna we're not gonna announce where he's moving yet, but he's getting oh, ready to move. Wait. So he's been he's been packing up all day. Um, well, that's. I'm glad that that I, I'm I'm interested to hear where he chose, and, yeah. and you can clue me in off air. But I will say that I I I came in with some some heavy Luca numbers to throw at him. <laughs> I'll, I'll let him know that we'll we'll have to have you back on specific to to Luca, because um, yeah, Sturm Sturm's always coming at him uh, as well, and Sturm's always coming at me about Dak because I know I know what the analytics say. I know that you know all the data stuff supports Dak being an elite player, so. You know, well, I, I get it. I'm just gonna. Y'all need to be careful because you might get exterminated if you're not careful. <laughs> um, um, are the bats overrated or underrated? Oh, I, I mean, if 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 you're if you're staying downtown and you can and you're within like a ten minute walk, go check it out. Go stand on the bridge one time, but like, don't. It's not appointment. It's not an appointment thing. Um, do you know what the what MOPAC stands for? I I just googled this after I got back last week. I was like, "What the hell? Like, what's this MOPAC highway that they keep talking about?" I have no idea. You've, you've so you've you've lived there for six years, and you've have you ever wondered what it stands for? <laughs> Honestly, no. Because that's like the big loop road, right? That's like the the big perimeter highway. 
Mopacs when I yeah, I'm on Mopac like literally daily and I, I don't know. All right, so Missouri Pacific Rail Railroad. They like I guess they built it on that, you know, on that uh where that railroad was previously. Um okay. Yeah. So, you know, I taught you something about Austin. Um Matthew McConaughey, is he do you see him around town? Is he is he like it seems like he's kind of venturing into novelty territory, or maybe he's so far into that territory that he's now being like becoming more substantive again. Yeah, he is. Um, you know, you know, he had a book recently. He, I did. I almost bought it the other day. I saw it in the airport, and I was like, you know what? That looks intriguing. And even if it's just to just to read it as light reading and to kind of laugh at it, but you know, I was I was I was almost intrigued enough to to uh, pick it up. Um. Yeah, he is, uh, you know, like normally when you have like a, a guy who is still making, he's still getting content and like introducing things with like a catchphrase from 25 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a famous line he had in a movie, it's kind of sad. And you're like, oh God, he's living off this one deal. For whatever reason, it doesn't, it's not like that with McConaughey. It's like he, he's fully embraced it. And I'm, I'm speaking, of course, to the days of confused character. Yeah. Um, but he, the the only thing he does that just makes me like kind of cringe is when anytime he feels like he's gonna he's gonna rally the troops on the sidelines and he's gonna he's gonna talk to the talk to the kids and uh, you know really really gas them up and get them to go out there and compete against OU or whatever it is like that's funny I always wonder what's going through their mind is like McConaughey is just out there talking about like a blinking green light he saw or something um, while he was on peyote. But yeah, which, which who knows? It could be that that could be exactly what he was talking about. You know, he's absolute team content. Yeah. And I love that. And by every, everybody who's had a run in with them in Austin, I'm not one of those people, but they've all had positive things to say. Okay. Well that, that uh, I feel like that means something, you know, if, if you are who you represent yourself as, then yeah, there's no reason to, shit on that you know and i think you know he's i think he's under five five nine so he is he is a short king and i i stand short kings out there as, <laughs> as a team team five nine flirting with five ten myself i've got i gotta have love for him yeah i respect that i respect that um all right last thing before i let you go uh airport it's a great airport yeah i dig great it. food options i dig it great food options quick through security the only thing that's missing is is like a rail link to downtown, um, but I think I think once in that and I guess that's in the works. Um, but yeah, like, it, you know that'll it, be cool in twenty years. Yeah, it's it's they're saying twenty thirty or twenty twenty nine, but you know that's it doesn't seem like they're making too much progress. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Like looking at it, it, it you know doubled the traffic in in like a you know in in under a decade, which is crazy. Um, 34% Southwest Airlines. Are you a Southwest guy? Love Southwest. Okay. And then I know Delta's trying to Delta's trying to make it a focus city, trying to move in there. Um, but I uh, got all the deets on Delta, man. Well, Randy's a big Delta guy. I won't, you know. Loves Delta. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, you know, I I, I think Austin's great cuz everybody it's like it's pretty agnostic. Like you can fly any airline, and you've got international flights now. You've got British Airways and Lufthansa coming in there. Um, I don't know. It just seems like a great, like it's like the free market at work. 
there's a shitload of options and and you can get from point a to point b on on a lot of different airlines so it's my second favorite airport in texas first being love field um, oh, okay i was gonna say if, if you say dfw i'm gonna hang no, up right no, now no, no. yeah love field's fantastic love field is just like uh, you feel good when you're in there just everybody looks like they're they're doing like they're gonna go do some commerce or have fun um you know maybe stop by the chili's too or whatever have a couple drinks but yeah austin bergstrom's really good airport uh what's the biggest misconception about austin you think Mm, that it's a great golf city how about that where do you play your golf um when I can leech onto like a friend, like someone who has like a, who's a member at like one of the really nice clubs. So I'll occasionally play with my, my buddy Ryan out at uh, Spanish Oaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's occasionally that's a handful of times a year. Spanish but, Oaks I mean, is dope. I like, I like Spanish Oaks. But yeah, that's right. We've talked about that. It's a, it's a really cool spot. Um, but I mean, we do, we do lions, we do the Muni stuff. Um, I played Shadow Glen, which is out northeast in, in Maynard. And that's that's a fun a fun Muni course. But like there's the Roy Kaiser, Jimmy Clay, uh little complex out there. I've heard there. good things about Kaiser. Uh it's very open. Like it's like Link style, yeah. Yeah. Um and it's it's a fun it's it's fun and and like you can when when I get people hit me up like looking for Austin Golf Rex for like uh bachelor parties or something, I'm like Kaiser. They'll yeah. tolerate you. Um and it, you know it's pretty, pretty low maintenance out there. But yeah, it's not. There's not a ton of great muni options here. But like the ones that we have are good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm very interested to hear your your uh, your lion's thoughts. I thought it was but, sick. I loved it. I thought it was yeah. fantastic. It was like just short and quirky enough to kind of keep you on your toes. But there were some real holes out there. Um, we went up to Hancock, which was which was super cool. Um, paid a little like parking meter almost. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, went down to Butler to see that. Um, I heard good things, uh, from a couple people, just like low key sleeper, nothing to write home about, but Fal- Falcon head down yeah. Southwest. That's in the Western suburb, uh, the Lakeway area. Um, and that, that is, there's, that's a cool course. It's, it's just your classic. Like if you play out there on a Saturday, you better have six hours because yeah. it's, yeah. The course is kind of packed out, but how's the stuff uh, at uh, at Barton Creek? What about Barton Creek? How's the the golf over there? They've got what like four courses over there at the Omni. Yeah, 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 for sure. I like. I think it's the Crenshaw one that I'm a big fan of. Um, but yeah, dude, it's the Canyons course. I don't know if that's the same, but like, there's Barton Creek's good. They redid it a few years back, like all the amenities. And now that's a that's a really good destination. I, I forgot all about it. I haven't been out there in a while, but Barton Creek's very cool. Um, speaking of lines, though, right of passage in Austin, that first tee shot that's just kind of right there, mm-hmm. and you're obviously pulling iron, and like just being being there for like a seven forty five tee time, just violently hung over, just moved to the town, and like you kind of have everybody on the putting green and dudes checking in right there watching you hit like a, an eight iron off the tee like your first swing of the day, uh, man, that is, that is one of the more nerve wracking tee shots, even though it's a fairly simple hole. Yeah. That that's a, that's an awkward first hole. Cause it, I mean, it's, it's going like 70 degrees to the right up there about what 190, 200 yards out. Yeah. 
And then it's, it's it, that, that thing is just begging for a, a bladed sandwich into that grain that you'll never find. It's just, but yeah. it's a fun course, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you got a chance to play it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to get back. And yeah, I mean, it seems like, seems like they've kind of figured out how to keep it around, but figuring out how to make it back to its original glory may be pretty tough just with all the, you know, all the bureaucracy and, and, you know, all that stuff that goes along with it, all the fundraising that's going to be necessary. So um, I, I said last thing before, and then, we, and then we talked for like another 10 minutes. My other enduring memory, and, and since you went down to, to uh, school down there, I went, my first time I went to Austin, uh, buddy, the commish lived there and took us down to, uh, uh, what was that? We went, we went tubing on, uh, down in New Braunfels. We like floated the river. Comal or the Guadalupe? Uh, the Comal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. And then, uh, God, the, what, what's the water park there? The Schlitterbahn? Schlitterbahn. Yeah. You have three water parks in one, Tron. Well, there you have it. That's, yeah, I've, like, I've, I I want to go do that again. I want to take I want to take my little guy, Freddie, and go do that, too. It Dude, was, that was a blast. It, you have to. It, Schlitterbahn's sick, man. Like, I haven't floated the river in a long time just because it's just – getting down there logistically, it's kind of a beating, mm-hmm. but if you go down there and rent a house on the river or something and do Schlitterbahn and do like a day of floating the Comal, the, the Comal is the shorter float, but the Guadalupe's a little long for my, for my taste just cause the river monster gets you. Yeah. But, um, I highly recommend it. I'm, I'm glad you've had a chance to do that. Uh, well, well shit. All right. Well, yeah, this is, this was great. This was a long time coming. I think we need to, uh, need to probably do this more often. And you, you and the whole crew too. Get get uh, Dylan and Will, um, and do some do some some in earnest collabs as well. So, um, yeah, man, I was very excited when you hit me up, man. Like I heard, I heard when y'all had Sturm on like a few months back. I was I was just pumped to you know a guy I listened to every day. It was like doing the trap draw. I was like, oh shit, small world. And then uh, man, I got the nod. I, I don't know who canceled on you, but I really <laughs> no no. It was it was. Uh, it was very much like, you know, wanted to get somebody who's, who's pretty dynamic for Austin. So, um, and then, so as far as for those listeners who, who aren't familiar with, with your work, um, what's the, what's the easiest way to, to kind of get into your ecosystem? Ooh, well, let me warn you, there is a loading phase for nearly everything I'm involved in, but the flagship pod is, uh, circling back. That's me, Will, Dylan, and that's just kind of whatever pop culture. That's kind of the easiest jumping off point though, for sure. Right. Cause it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty, You'll, pretty far reaching and wide ranging. Yeah. We'll, we, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk golf a, a little bit, but just very, very loosely. And, um, you know, pretty much what's going on in our, in our lives too. And, uh, yeah, check out, Oh, we got a sports pod too. It's me, Dylan and, uh, our buddy KJ. It's called too much dip. And um, that's the one where we just get on there and just say a bunch of stuff and piss off different fan bases by, you know, complete accident by pronouncing, I don't, I don't know, Gonzaga, like Gonzaga for, for an entire episode. And people don't really like that and they take it personally. But, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where you can find me. Will's got the Sunday Scaries podcast. We've also got the Mail-In podcast with uh, – our buddy Brett, who works for us, he used to be with Barstool. You may know him as office manager Brett, uh, frequent punching bag of their uh, their CEO or Portnoy, whoever it is. 
And um, yeah, that's what we got, man. It's a good lineup. Check out Club Cool also. I just did like an, a complete commercial and I apologize. Oh, all good. I was that that's what I was asking for. And then Twitter, you can follow follow him at uh at D Carter Ruff. And uh and yeah, that's that's just kind of where you live online. Always want to get that uh, out there. At DC Ruff on the Grom if you're uh if you're inclined. If you want to see baby and dog pics, man, I got you. <laughs> uh well good stuff, man. I appreciate you joining and uh get some rest. Enjoy the tournament this week and uh and yeah, enjoy not being out at the tournament, I should say, too. I'll be watching it from the comfort of my home, man. I can't wait. Favorite trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who